0: You're tuned in to The Show on the Road, a new podcast where I interview songwriters, band leaders, and musicians from around the world. My name is Zach Lubiton. I've been the frontman of the California Roots Orchestra Dust Bowl Revival for 10 years, and I've been touring in bands since I was 14, and I've always wanted to ask my favorite writers and music makers, what really makes them tick? What makes them write the songs they write? This is my chance to find out. This week on the show, The Shook Twins a psychedelic folk rock band out of Portland, Oregon. They are fronted by the effervescent twin sisters, Lori and Caitlin. We talked about their origins as a renegade loop artists in Idaho, how they keep their fragile relationships together when they're never home, and how loneliness cannot exist if you have a twin sister. We taped this in a hotel room in Las Vegas, and let's just say you don't know what's happening in the room next door until it happens live on your podcast. Let's go. Is it the Shook Twins or just Shook Twins?
1: Just Shook
2: Twins. But it, it, I mean, it gets tricky because if you refer to, a, like, just Lori and I, then it's the Shook Twins. Because we are the Shook Twins. But if it's our band, then it's no the Shook Twins. But we just don't, I just don't like the the when you see it written down. Yeah. When you write it down, there's never a the. It hurts her feelings. It hurts my feelings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to my left is Caitlin. Hi. And Lori's over here in the yellow shawl.
1: Oh, I'm a shawl.
0: Imagine it in Radioland, it's just like a golden sunset (laughs) around her neck.
2: What about my outfit? She's got a good necklace. She's
0: got a sweet, kind of like, new age Egyptian rock goddess necklace with um, spangly crystal earrings.
2: Spangly. Is that a word? (laughs) Star Spangled banner.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) And uh, we're all sitting on the floor here. It's going to be a, a rug burn tastic yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> when did you guys start singing together?
2: Uh, our first Four? song was maybe we were two. Uh, or that was the first time we danced. Every time the song, uh, You Got My mu- I Got My Mind, on you. I Got My Mind, George Harrison. On. But we thought it was I Got My Mustache on You. Because my dad always had a mustache. And we. Every time that song came on and we were like two, my parents always noticed, they'd look in the rearview mirror in the car and we'd both be dancing the same ways to that song every time that came on. That was dancing, but then singing she was... She
0: did that. Is that a Traveling Wilburys song? Or uh-huh. is that... Er,
2: no, is that it's George, George. Harrison. Yeah, it's George. Traveling Wilburys. There's also a dancing one we did to them, but... Singing, we were four and we... Our first song was about going to grandma's house and... <laughs> <laughs> said our, Over the woods? Not <laughs> quite. I mean, we, it was our own little version. It, said, it went like this. It went, we're on our way to Grandma's house. It's not too buzz. It's not too buzz. <laughs> that was it. What
0: does is, what is buzz mean? Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. That we've,
2: been, we've been pondering it our whole life. <laughs>
0: Are there early recordings of this?
2: No. I, I know, wish. I wish. But we remember it was like some grandiose, yeah, just symphony of <laughs> butterflies and unicorns. But Well, it, maybe there were other songs, but yeah. my parents were like, nope, that was it. That was the grandma <laughs> hit, grandma's house hit. <laughs> really? That's it? It's not too buzz, and there was nothing else?
0: Is your dad still rocking the mustache?
2: Yeah. 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 Wait, and a beard. And a little beard. Mm-hmm. A wee beard.
0: Did your folks play awesome music around the house?
2: Yeah. yeah a little bit, here and there. Um. They did. A, they played a lot of Beatles and, and Joni, but also they just listened to whatever we were listening to, and that was, you know, a lot of Celine Dion and. Yeah, my dad was kids. super into Celine. So are we. Yeah, don't deny it, Dad.
0: <laughs> Is this in Sandpoint, Idaho?
2: Yes, mm-hmm. home of Celine Dion. <laughs> <laughs> no. but Secret my, home. <laughs> our dad plays guitar too and mm-hmm. sings, and he. He used to sing harmony with his friend, best friend in the living room when we were really little and they're like, this is harmony. Mm. I remember them trying to teach us harmony we're like, whoa, I didn't really understand what that meant. But. Mm-hmm. And all through grade school we were in choir and we'd sing together and he was always trying to say, like, girls sing harmony and never got it, never, <laughs> until fifth grade I think we finally got it.
0: But I'm curious, you know, when you guys create songs, especially since your uh, brains are so intertwined in, in creating and singing and is there a, Time where you come up with a song, present it to her. You come up with a song, present it to your sister. Or do you guys sort of germinate songs from the ground up together?
2: We do that. We both we do both of those things. Mm -hmm, Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, a lot of the ones lately have been totally mutual, being in the same room together and just letting it. Lately, actually, the last three have been me. Yeah, that's true. But we sit in rooms and we isolate ourselves and let them fall from the sky. That's what happens. But yeah, last three Lori wrote all bears all.
0: Do they start with chords or or with lyrics?
2: Uh simultaneously. Yeah. Chords and lyrics. Mm-hmm. Probably chords. Chords. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then really quickly lyrics. Otherwise, I'm like, these chords are dumb.
0: <laughs> and you guys have your own van, correct?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Turtle shell. Turtle. Is that the name? Of the it should name? be so, oh, yeah. yeah. Turts.
2: Turts! I like it. <laughs> yeah, so we haven't really properly named it. We which call it Sprinty Poo. Stupid.
0: <laughs> you started touring how long ago, full time?
2: 2010. Full time? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it a, a big leap, or was it just like we have to do this?
2: Gradual. Yeah. Everything was gradual. I was like, how? So lots of people asked us, when did
1: you decide to do this for your life?
2: I don't know. We just graduated college in something not that, not musical. Radio, TV, digital, media, production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same degree. Film
1: majors. Yeah. Com.
2: was mostly com. Journalism and mass media.
0: Where'd you go to school? University
2: <laughs> of, University of Idaho. Idaho.
0: The Fighting...
2: Viking. Vandals. You <laughs> know <laughs> 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 our mascot.
0: The Vikandals. How
2: shameful. <laughs> well, it's we... basically the same thing.
0: Um, so you guys didn't study music in college.
2: I took one music theory class, and we did col- uh, choir in college. We college. did choir from fifth grade to freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. But we it just... did choir hard. You're <laughs> <laughs> addicted. But the, the music theory class was literally the hardest class of my whole college career, <laughs> which is shameful to say, but but it's just intense, and I just didn't... Um, I understood it kind of, but it, it made me feel lost in music and so i was just like i don't wanna i don't think i like this side of music because that's what i love so much about music is that you can know you can know it both ways you can know it from your heart where it's just like this sounds good this feels good i'm gonna play this chord this sounds good with this chord what's this i don't know fingers like this yeah my fingers are like this my voice is like this (laughs) and this sounds great you know or you can know exactly what the fuck you're doing and
0: well you play banjo guitar Magical beatbox. <laughs> what else am I missing? Some little keyboard. I
2: play a little, little, little mandolin. Uh, little mandolin. I play a little bit of bass. Xylophone. Glockenspiel. 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 And And <laughs> Percussion.
0: And is there any formal training in any of this? No.
2: Mm-hmm. Except, Except for, for choir. Yeah. Except for vocals. Mm-hmm. Chords. That's, I, That's. We consider that our main instrument, actually. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you guys have a warm-up you do before you do a show?
2: No. Nope. Mm-hmm. We go, ah! <laughs> or cheer that way for the band before me. That's how I warm up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just cheered for Lucy, Lindsay Lou, Lucy Lou.
0: <laughs> yeah, how do you keep your voices strong throughout a long tour? Uh,
2: just, I just feel like every night it just stretches a little bit more, but I, I definitely noticed the first night of tour, it just get, it there. it's really tight and sore and it's just gotta, but by the end of the tour I could sing for hours and it doesn't bug me at all, so it's just, warming up the chords day on the daily. And, yeah, there's no real method to it. I just sing the show, and it works out. Thankfully. Yeah, we should probably do warm-ups.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm curious also about the uh, the telephone microphone that you have. Um, how was that engineered, and when did that come into play?
2: That came into play, what was it, 2010. 2010. <laughs> It was we were Lori and I were deciding to we thought we were gonna record our own album for a second. That was really funny. For literally a week we're like, we could do this. Let's just record our own shit. We tried it and it was just like just as we're calling our friend that's a producer. Okay, so we're looking at Pro Tools, like okay, we're seeing a little squiggly line and nothing's turning up like I
0: don't do, this. do I render now?
2: Yeah. Just a C. Pro Tools is such a C, you know. It's just that wasn't wasn't our bag. So, uh, but in that process, we were exper. We did come out with a couple of things that we thought were really cool. We were experimenting with um, distortion and just like really slightly different textured vocals for, for mine and or, or just like the little little side things we do, you know. And so uh, after listening to it, we're like well, that's kind of cool. We should we should because it's a way also for us to separate our vocals. Because if we're always in the same kind of microphone singing together and we sing unison a lot it's hard to tell that there's even two voices because they're we have identical vocal cords and so we wanted to separate a little bit so I was looking for a bullet mic actually at first it's like a harmonica mic because that has the same vibe where it's just a little distorted and far away sounding. On Craigslist, and all of them were like a hundred bucks, and I was broke, and I was just like, "This sucks." <laughs> and I, but then I found scrolling through a hundred it bucks, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't afford a hundred bucks, <laughs> right? Time back then. Um, and I saw a, it's a DIY telephone microphone, and I was like, "What?" And clicked on it, it was twenty bucks, and some guy had just made it. He just—it's an old school telephone receiver from probably like the eighties or something, mm. and he made it himself, and then he sold it to you me just just for twenty bucks. Reverse the thingies and put a thingy in the end of it and Uh it's actually really easy to make
0: (laughs) and with a little bit of reverb it's pretty it's pretty magical sounding yeah
2: Yeah. I mean it just yeah it sounds like a distant call from space that's what I say the
0: single you put out in 2017 shake feels like there's a bit of commentary on Mm -hmm. uh the environmental collapse that we're creating Mm -hmm. um especially the line I'm curious about the line the earth is trying to shake you down um Actually, can you read me that chorus, what, that, what the words are?
2: Earth is going to shake. Earth is going to shake. Earth is going to shake you down. What are you going to do when the truth time comes and you cannot hide all the things that you have done? And what, what are you going to say, say when they ask, ask you why you chose to live this way in your short, short time here on earth is going to shake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that one, that one came out from, there's a, Do you know about the Cascadian Subduction Zone? Go on. (laughs) It's the huge fault line right off the coast of, right by Portland, off the coast of Oregon. And um, it's, all these scientists have been saying, and and my man actually was super into it and kind of obsessing about it and how terrifying it is. And he was telling me all these stuff, all these things. And, And just kind of now, Portland and Seattle, all those huge cities are there, are kind of, Waking up to the idea and publicizing, like, oh, maybe we should kind of get our shit together. And like, because it's this huge earthquake that may or may not come while we're alive and it just happens. destroy <clears throat> everything. It happens every 300 years, about mm-hmm. from what they calculated, and it's been 350 years, right? I don't know. Yeah, we're like due that. for a big one in yeah, California, California too. Yeah. yeah, like we're talking huge, like nine point blah blah, taking everything down, especially Seattle and Portland are just totally at risk because all their. Infrastructures are built on like these molten lava things where it's like will turn to like liquid and all the hospitals and elementary schools will <laughs> fall into this liquid. It's the most terrifying thing ever. It was a, a, the New York Times put out a big article about it, or, or New Yorker, one of those. And um, so it was just in my brain and, t- and thinking about how, oh my God, what would be the scene post this huge earthquake? And uh, we were thinking it, you know, in the Northwest and kind of setting the scene for this couple that is trying to survive and like just about all, all the greed that would happen because all the people that have no idea how to survive with nothing around them you know and try without to grow using their hands without, without y- really working for something yeah like. you know all in, in one of the lines is all we have now is the it's our hand and the light and the light from the sun and, and it's just <clears throat> it's a terrifying you know terrifying image to think about what it's going to be like when nothing's there and Um, and my, the the backstory, I mean, the other oversight to that too, is that earth kind of to me is the God in that situation where they would, or or the earth would decide who gets to stay and who gets to carry on (laughs) if they're they're too greedy. And one of the lines also is people made of greed, no, they don't survive. And so that, it was just kind of like a start over scenario too. Like, well, maybe if the earth shakes everybody that's greedy down, then we can start over and have all the cool people left. (laughs) that's a positive note to the huge earthquake
0: yeah so maybe you just put this you know in a little mp3 player you know connected to space mm-hmm. you know it be like cautionary tale <laughs> foreign being foreign being <laughs> but also you know we have really nice rivers and and uh, you can go rafting on them and uh we do sandwiches that. you know <laughs> we make great sandwiches down here
2: we got sandwiches man <laughs>
0: How do you arrange your songs once they get going?
2: Um, that we use the help of our, our band boys a lot on that one. Who are um, those guys? We got uh, Nico is our main man. He's kind of our, uh, he's like the third collaborator at, and uh, Soundscaper. He, Soundscaper, yeah. He has a lot of really cool textures and sounds and he's really changed the way we've looked at music a lot and we just really write and bounce stuff off well together and so he's our main man and he adds a lot of just he just makes us sound cool and then and then we got a badass bassist uh sydney nash and barra brown on the drums and so we bring a song to the table at practice and and we just like okay boys go for it and and they make up just amazing parts mm-hmm. it's awesome yeah and they help us with the mm-hmm. arrangement mm-hmm. but we usually come to the the table with a Generally, full of song, mm-hmm. and then they make we, it better. We, yeah, we <laughs> guide, and we're like, oh, let's try this, you know. It's really nice to have some bandmates and musicians that are receptive to, you know, whatever we suggest. They'll just do, we, we say like one descriptive thing, and then they just nail it. So mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, it's just yeah. the power They're of working best. with really good musicians. Yeah.
0: What do you, I mean, do you guys consider your sound to be in some sort of easily digestible, genre or is it f- free and fluid?
2: I think so. I mean we're free and fluid, but it's also very it's very accessible and uh, we, yeah, we, try we try to write hooks, you know? Yeah. We try to be hooky. We try to we try to do a what do you call it? An earworm. <laughs> we do some
1: earworms. <laughs> 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 well
0: you've been saying that's your disco song.
1: Yeah. yeah. Kinda. Of. I mean it's got disco, a
2: disco beat as we get. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's now we have the. Sydney, uh, Nash.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's your newest song, Stay Wild. Yes. Um, do you take cues from nature when you're writing uh, songs? There seems to be some atmospheric kind of. I don't want to say whale noises.
2: Ooh, but uh, You can say whale noises. narwhal <laughs> um, um, Wall noises.
0: <laughs> like, I'm curious if there's stuff about your environment or nature that we'll start a song for you.
2: Mm-hmm. I've never ever thought yeah. about it that way. With our soundscape-y, ooey stuff, uh, you know, it just comes from whatever comes out, but I think that is nature, you know? It's probably just our shirt seeped in, bird noises. We're really into these... Ooh, we should have bird noises. We should. Uh, have you ever heard of the Cackle <laughs> Sisters? Or the De Zurich Sisters? No. Same people. It's these two sisters from the 30s, and they would yodel just like insane and we heard about them a lot and I think we were influenced by them because they would do these just insane yodeling and like uh, they would mimic birds they grew up on a farm so they would just make all their yodeling and like (laughs) like a whole bunch of (laughs) that kind of stuff it's just so (laughs) cool so we somebody told us about them and we listened to them a lot and I think we have kind of infiltrated that like really weird little whoop like, just those kind of things. Just and your
0: song, What, Window, has all yeah. that? Yeah, you yeah.
2: whooped along with this. Yeah,
1: songs. you, nailed can, you it.
0: can you demonstrate that for the radio audience?
1: Ah, ah, ah. ah. <laughs> <laughs> like that.
0: But, like, where does that come from, that song? That sound, like, look, most people would not have inserted that there.
2: <laughs> I think it's a dessert, sisters. Yeah, maybe it is. I don't, I don't uh, know where don't know well it came so from. And mean. plus, we wanted to... And we we look at whoever's soloing, too, so it's also like, good job. Yeah. It's a little hoot. Nico hoot. Nico hoot.
0: Do you guys um, feel like you would want to collaborate with people that you wouldn't expect to be in your little folk world? Like, who would be the craziest person that you would want to team up with that
2: like anybody yeah <gasps> Bjork, Bjork. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we have the same one Yeah, Bjork oh yeah we're 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 wanting to reach a reach a wider scheme we've been we've been kind of paired in this bluegrass scene for a long time and we're and we're moving away from bluegrass so we're feeling like how do we find more scenes <laughs> yeah we kind of want to be backup singers yeah we're
1: putting uh, that out there uh, in the
2: universe onto this podcast <laughs> listen up <laughs> Twins, for well, it's, kind what, it's kind of what Lucius does oh, no. on it's the really other side, side you uh, yeah. world. Yeah, I should team up with Lucius. Yeah, they got it covered. <laughs>
0: I have one more question about uh, your arranging style. Um, <laughs> when do you decide what instrument to play? Because you guys have a lot of multi instrument multi instrumentalists in the band, yeah. so. Is there something that speaks banjo speaks Glockenspiel like when does it all sort of start to come together?
2: Yeah, that's a good question.
1: Uh, just it kind like of just know. Yeah, yeah just in the
2: beginning, like uh, yeah, I'm starting to put down the banjo a little bit more. Um, yeah, just as the song's coming about, I'll pick up the banjo and try to hear something that goes along to it, and then I pretty much know fairly quickly that I'm like no, this isn't the one. This doesn't is, feel right. Yeah. So I just do an egg shaker or something I'm try. I really prefer to not have to play and sing like I go from being the full looper having to be the percussionist hold it down loop that sometimes when we're a four piece and I have a lot going on sometimes but my favorite is when I just get to sing or mm. play a tambourine or some sort of percussion which, and I can just really lay into it and let my mind relax and it's way easier mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I get it being just a singer so I don't mean to say a just a singer but mm. It's so much more fun.
0: <laughs> Your cover of Gary Jewell's uh, Mad, World. Mad World I saw today mm-hmm. for the first time, which was probably old for you, but crazy awesome and new for me.
2: <laughs> yeah, super old, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Can you demonstrate how you would layer that loop? Because I think it's like hard for people to comprehend oh. how a, a loop comes together as this orchestral kind of atmosphere.
2: hmm yeah, it's like a four or five layer loop. She starts think. with a beatbox. Start with a beatbox. Yeah, it's like a it's a combo between the Tears for Fears and the Gary Jewel's version. Mm-hmm. First.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We're trying to like implement the the, Gary, the Tears for Fears part of it, mm-hmm. kind of. But uh, so yeah, I start with the like a what, how many bars? Four bar beatbox, and then I hit the record button and and loop another. Kind of beatbox with some more hi hat stuff to it and like a cymbal thing, and then uh, I hit the delay pedal, tap it out. It's like a river dance up there. <laughs> just hitting the buttons. <laughs> and we and then I do the do 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 do, lay that down for a couple of rounds so it thickens it up, and then I <coughs> sing uh just like a vocal pad kind of like almost an organ kind of thing. <laughs> And then sometimes I'll do, if it's not like feeding back or being weird, I'll do a bass, kind of like a bass line. You do? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and then, oh uh, yeah, I think that's it. Four, about four loops. And then, it's, and then it frees her up. Once that's all laid down, then she can harmonize with my lead with it. And then she can stop it. I like that dramatic effect where it's and then bring it back in too and then drop the beat.
0: Is it pretty even who sings lead?
2: Yeah. I'd say, well, it started out with me singing lead more, Caitlin singing lead more, because she was holding other the beatbox or doing other percussion stuff, so um, it ended up being a little uneven for a while, but I think it's evened out now.
0: And you've released your music independently. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like there's a way to make this more sustainable that no one's thought of yet? (laughs)
2: <laughs> if We knew that. <laughs> don't you think we'd make it more sustainable?
0: <laughs> well, it's like maybe you guys have some crazy tech that we haven't been hip to yet.
2: Cuz the CDs, are selling drugs on the side,
1: boy.
0: <laughs> the CDs being phased out.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 iTunes actually won't exist next year. Really? Yeah.
1: Whoa. What? What?
0: Which is kind of frightening. Um wow. The streaming companies obviously are kicking really? ass and yet paying artists pennies so the question is and you know you have vinyl mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. which people sometimes buy no. <laughs> glad we're on the same page here. <laughs> costs incredible amount of money to yeah. make <laughs> um, how do you guys make a living realistically is it from live shows predominantly or do you have donors do you have fundraising stuff that you guys do
1: It's
2: live shows, yeah. yeah. We've done Kickstarters to do the albums, which will help offset the debt a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, we just try to be as frugal as possible, but also try to be comfortable, you know. So Mm -hmm. we end up being in in debt quite a bit, but by the end of the year, it levels out a little bit. We haven't been in terrible debt or anything, but, yeah, it's hard out there. I just, Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine, I just, I don't know how... I just got this total revelation of like, how, how does anybody make money? How do the big people make money? Because I'm feeling like we finally make a little bit and then, but as soon as you make more, you want to get more. Like, and then you're going to get the tour bus and then you're going to add the tour manager and the light guy and everything. And so it's just like, and just all your expenses go up if you start making more money. So how, I mean, what you go this high and then the expenses get this high. So how are you ever making money? I just, oh, yeah. I had this final <laughs> realization like, oh
1: can I cuss on this? <laughs> it was just... Can we cuss on this? <laughs> Please do.
2: It was uh, very depressing because I just, I, I don't know. I don't know how anybody makes it. And, and yet people. some
0: people are.
2: Yeah, people make money. Yeah.
0: Well, I've, look, I mean, the, what I've realized, I think, in the last few years is that music is much like any major business. Mm-hmm. There's the 1%, mm-hmm. and then there's everyone else. yeah because right? like I remember even our, our manager saying like look you know this festival is only paying you this much mm-hmm. but this group that I know and I'm not supposed to tell you this but they're a couple steps ahead of you they got paid 200 grand for one set at the same festival that you got paid 8,000 dollars okay there are folk rock band much like you in some form playing the same venues you were three four years ago right but they got 200 grand (laughs) for a hour set Wow! and they're not even the main headliner at this festival they're like fourth tier headliner so there's like there is money yeah because people love music, Mm -hmm. right? It's like the fabric,
1: fabric of their lives. lives.
0: (laughs) But the question is, and the thing that no one wants to talk about, is, are people hammering on our windows right now? The thing that no one wants to talk about, does that mystery folk rock band, which I won't name, Oh, my God. Wait. Okay, so people are making love in the next hotel room. Now oh, they're on should, I turn, should I turn the gain up?
1: Yes. <laughs> it might be over. They, looked, they sounded pretty satisfied. Wait.
0: Don't we, like, know the people in these rooms? I don't know. It's, it's no one in our band, I think. <laughs> that would be really messed up. Mm-hmm. People will be cheating on their wives.
1: Oh shit.
0: Okay. You know, as these people were making love, they probably were listening to their favorite band.
2: Yes. Although I don't hear any
0: music.
2: (laughs) There's other things we're hearing. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we're all a little distracted now. What were we talking about? I thought they
0: were doing construction, but really it was just people having a great time in the hotel room over. So (laughs) <laughs> I don't even know what I was asking at this point Oh yeah, Talking about money. The question is Folk Rock Band X Would they For the greater good Take 50 grand right, yeah. Instead of 200 grand And have Shook Twins Instead of making 5 grand Make 10 grand Because that would make a difference yeah. No right?
2: they wouldn't yeah, but real. It, But given that choice, I wonder. You know, like, okay, you can make this much, or everybody else can get paid a little bit more. But yeah, if you well, had that choice, and then you're like, no, I want all of it. I mean, then you're just the biggest dick. So nobody would give them that choice.
0: <laughs> well, because you guys probably have key markets that you like going to. I mm-hmm. mean, Portland is probably your
2: mm-hmm.
0: your home market, your best market.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What What are your other favorite places to play? Seattle,
2: yeah, Denver, Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Idaho, our hometown in Idaho. Yeah, same Point, in Idaho. We got some pockets.
0: If you could create your own music festival on a tropical island, mm. who were the first five bands you'd book, dead or alive?
1: Ooh, uh,
2: Bjork, <laughs> yes. Bjork, Bjork number one. <laughs> um, Radiohead. Really? Yeah, do I? Um, the Beatles. Yeah.
0: Okay, it's a solid first
2: three. Um, It's really expensive. (laughs) Millions of dollars. Um, Tom Petty. Celine Dion. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, I'd say John Prine. Really? Interesting. I would say... Some... The Bar Brothers. Mm. Oh, Have you heard of them? Into
1: the Bar Canadians?
2: Yeah, yeah they're yeah,
0: so awesome. good. Right. What is your favorite food to eat on the road?
2: I was just, funny you asked that, because I was just thinking like, ooh, is it 10.30? They're, they're doing free tacos behind the bin. Oh, really? Yeah, they're giving yeah, tacos. tacos behind know, the main stage Give stage. me a taco any day. I'll be I like a taco. Uh, I like sushi. I'm
1: always yeah. craving
2: sushi. Give me that sushi, um, baby. We do a lot of, like, co-op. Uh, hot like salad bars. Mm. Yeah, we eat pretty good on, on the road. Yeah, It's our biggest budget. Yeah. I mean, our biggest expense because we don't want to put shit into the bods. You got to feel the good stuff for the bods.
0: <laughs> All right, we're going to do a little stream of consciousness uh, mind games okay. and then we're going to play a song. First thing you think of when I say the word
2: Stone. Peat. Moss. Moss. Oh, well, you said peat, I said moss. And I was burping in the middle of that song. I couldn't get it out. Can we say it at the same time and see if we get any twin moments? Sizzle. Pie. Pie. (gasps)
0: Yes! Wait, how am I trying to... It's a
2: pizza joint in (laughs) Portland. Okay. We said that together. Oh, yeah, I've
0: eaten there. That place is good. Patterns.
1: Quilt. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I I, did, I didn't hear the Oh, clock. she didn't. She's just
0: the entire show should just be this.
2: <laughs> this is awesome. Do it again. Do it again.
0: <clears throat> Frankenstein.
2: Green. Damn, I didn't. You gotta tell me when you're ready. Okay. Do another one. Well, what's, what's well, the first what thing you a, think? Uh, screw. Oh, I was gonna say that. <laughs> we play this on the road a lot. It's called <laughs> Word Smash. Okay. Keep going we can't look at each other. Yeah. But don't say it until you say, you're ready.
0: Transcendent.
2: Meditation. Meditation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> All
0: right, last one. Rainbow.
1: Right. Yes! <laughs> Come on, mm-hmm. that's, we've never done that. That was yeah. like six in a row. <laughs>
2: I feel like it was cheating a little for some reason. I'm not taking full credit, but we are really. Decided. Is there like
0: a, a moment where the the electricity goes between the two brains, like oh, where no. it goes? Like I don't know. I mean, yeah.
2: yeah, like yeah. We got only some twin thing tricks. To say. Yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I, thank you for uh, taking the time to uh, share your twinly wisdom. I never wanted a brother. I have a younger sister, but I just realized it would be pretty cool to have someone who could finish my sentences. It's
2: pretty dope. Yeah. We don't know what loneliness is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not that very many people can say that, so we feel really grateful a lot.
0: That's awesome. And on that note, we're going to play a song. When did you guys write this tune?
2: I wrote it. It's Lori. (laughs) I just wrote it. I went to Mexico in February. Oh, Mexico. Mexico. I yeah. went to Mexico, to Yalapa, this beautiful town, and I was listening to the music of some someone that's doing things to me. <laughs> and I was just drenched uh, and drowning and trying to let something go, but I knew I wasn't going to be able to. And I wrote this sad little number. Mm-hmm. And it's a, an experiment between us because we've never done this. This was her idea. She wanted to sing the song, but she wanted to have it doubled, and we've never done completely mm. unison guitar and completely unison vocals before, mm. and so that's what we're doing. I mean, I harmonized for a second, but it's mostly just all unison shit because I thought, why, why not? Has anybody you done up? that?
0: Big thanks to the Shook Twins, Caitlin and Lori Shook, and check out theshooktwins.com for tour dates, music, and more. And you can head over to thebluegrasssituation.com for past features on the Shook Twins, including a mixtape they shared on their favorite songs written and performed by siblings. The Show on the Road is hosted by me, Zach Lupitan, and produced by the handsome Hawaiian Chris Jacobs with support from the Bluegrass Situation team. If you love The Show on the Road, please leave us a review or rating over at iTunes.com slash showontheroad. Tell your friends, and also be sure to check out BGS's ever-growing collection of podcasts up right now on thebluegrasssituation.com. The Show on the Road is a part of the BGS Podcast Network. This is Zach
1: Lupiton. See you on the trail.